Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How did it go from there to a sleepover, Luke? I remember you bringing your guitar. So I remember it had to have been that you were going to either teach me the guitar or we were going to work <laughs> on something. I remember you walking into my house with a guitar case and there was a guitar inside of it. And that case <laughs> never opened up <laughs> once. And they must have been when they're like, surely we should be hearing the guitar by now. I'm Trevor Campbell, and this is You Made Me Queer, the show where queer folks measure twice and cut once because the devil is in the details, and we're all going to hell. That's right. Every episode, I invite a fantastic 2S LGBTQIA plus guest to point the finger of blame at who and or what made them queer. I'm recording this on Wednesday, uh, as I normally do the day of my big show at Buddy's in Bad Times Queer Pride Fest. You are listening to it at the very earliest on Thursday, so my show is done. Was it fun? Was it okay? Was was everyone having a good time? Did I survive is my, my main question. I have this fear sometimes in a dark space that I will trip on something and impale myself. And did it happen is my question. What a way to go. What I hope you applauded at the very least. Uh, it's also my season two finale, baby, of my baby, my podcast baby, You Made Me Queer. Can you believe it? I can't. I almost can't believe it. Uh, 23 episodes this season, 20 from the first. Do the math fast. That's a grand total of 43 episodes of sweet, sweet queer glottal fry poured into your ear by a funnel or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. When will we be back with season three? I honestly don't know. Uh, We will. I'm doing the we thing again. I will. Maybe it'll be a we by then. Who knows? Who knows? So if you don't want to miss my triumphant return uh, from the sinkhole, where I will be residing over the course of the summer, you might want to subscribe to this podcast so you you won't miss a thing, you sweet little peach. Thank you for coming on this ride with me. Thank you for listening to the show. As always, let me know anything. Who do you want me to have on this show? Who do you want to make you queer? What do you want me to start doing or stop doing? I'll probably ignore you, but you can always let me know. I say this at the end, but you can email me at youmademequeer at gmail.com or slide into those sweet DMs, you sick pup. So, my guest today on this season two finale, I wanted someone special. I wanted someone one of a kind. I wanted a conversation that uh, I've never had on this show before. And that's exactly what this is. Because my guest today is Luke Bovenizer. You might not know who Luke Bovenizer is. You're thinking, who is this? Who is this person? Someone from Canada? Great question. Let's find out. Let's start with Luke's bio. Luke Bovenizer is a professional actor and freelance theater director in Columbus, Ohio. Sweet Ohio, the Buckeye State. And I know this firsthand because I lived there, which we'll get to. He spent years in New York City, ever heard of it, as a talent manager working intimately alongside queer icons such as Christine Baranski, yup, Andrea Martin, yup, 
B.D. Wong, Kate Mulgrew, and Merritt Weaver, as well as stage royalty Judy Kuhn, Lachance, Dylan Baker, and Bill Irwin. Luke's most recent queer theater credits, he included that, now I'm not forcing this hand, include King Basilius in Head Over Heels, the narrator in The Rocky Horror Show, and Howard Crabtree's When Pigs Fly. Also in Luke's bio, Luke Bovenizer is also my first high school boyfriend. That's right. I tracked down Luke. We had not spoken in 20 years since we were both in high school. You might be thinking, ooh, how cute. It's Trevor's very own heart stopper moment. It could have been. It should have been. Uh, but instead, it was a cross between... I would say like Celine Siama's 2019 historical drama Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Sam Raimi's 2009 supernatural horror film Drag Me to Hell. Not Luke's fault, the world at largest fault, the situation that we found ourselves in. That's why this didn't have a heartstopper ending. But it's fine. You're thinking, wait, isn't this a comedy podcast? You'd think so, and you would have been wrong 80 to 90% of the time. But this is a fun conversation. This is a conversation full of queer joy, as it always should have been. You can hear, maybe, uh, as I'm slightly doing now, you can hear both of us blush a lot in this conversation. I don't often not know what to say, or I do, but I talk through it anyway. But there were a few times in this conversation when I didn't know what to say. I was... I was, suddenly I was 17 again, talking to a guy that I had a crush on, and it was really sweet to remember that kid that I was, and think about how I felt as that kid, how hopeless I felt, and how confused I was, and how angry I was, and horny I was, and I uh, just had nothing to do about it. And now things have changed, and it's nice to know that they do, and it's nice to know that we got to put this button on our story. And it's absolutely cringeworthy, some of the, <laughs> the moments we discuss. So I hope you enjoy it, because here's me splayed out. This is my season two finale, my conversation with the one, the only, and I really mean that. I say that a lot, but one of a kind, Luke Bovenizer. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Hi, Trevor. <laughs> Hi, Luke Bovenizer. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Man, uh, you know, <laughs> pandemic aside, great. <laughs> <laughs> what is that banner behind you? Anxiety? Yes. So uh, folks who are, why, but this is a podcast. You can't see anything, but. I'm so sorry. No, please. I mean, it's. Um, Multi-sensory. So this is a little pennant, I assume, from, it's a sports reference that says anxiety. <laughs> and there's a picture of a spooky little ghost on it. And for me, I like this because if I feel anxious about something and then I sort of picture this being anxiety, it's impossible to be afraid of it. It's true. It's true. Do you have anxiety, Luke? That's where we're starting. How's your no, anxiety? <laughs> I have high anxiety. Oh, anxiety about about coming on this podcast and talking to you for the first time in like 20 plus years. Well, honestly, <laughs> I w I've told a few people that I was doing this and I was like, the last time we spoke and saw one another was 2001? That had to have been it 21 years ago. That's impossible. It's impossible because we're both 25. <laughs> It's true. It's not true. That is not true. <laughs> That's incorrect. No. Uh, also, speak, while we're on visual references, I just noticed you are wearing an amazing Alanis Morissette t-shirt. I am. I got this at the concert this past uh, this past fall. She did the uh, the 25 year reunion of Jagged Little Pill, and she oh. can still rock a concert hall. It was amazing. She's an absolute beast. C can she still yeah. sing? Her voice is the same. Yes. Oh, she can totally still sing and wail uh, and skrelt. Skrelt. You know she's Canadian, right? <laughs> yes. I do know she's Canadian. Thank God. I just watched the documentary about her, um, which apparently she didn't like. But She did uh, not like that one. Yeah, she didn't like it. Do you know why? I don't know why. She said... Uh... She said it was misleading. Uh, it wasn't what uh, what she had been told it was going to be about. I also thought it was a poor documentary. Okay, it, was, it didn't too. It was it was too the the music 
videos were too long without enough introduction. There, there wasn't, it wasn't well put together. I mean, fair. It's, I guess it's weird because in Canada, well, maybe you tell me if it's the same in the U.S., Alanis Morissette is such a treasure for us and like it, it's very well known that she had that weird pop career before right and we know all those songs were like I think in the U.S. that was like breaking news for some folks maybe when the doc ah, came out maybe maybe I'm not sure so for me I didn't need or because of what I knew I didn't expect ep exposition or I just didn't need it so it felt fully fleshed out but now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, they did just show like full music videos. Full on music videos <laughs> with no context. Yeah. It just needed a better editor. Yeah. And no, that's fair. That's where I was at with that one. I did finish it. I think it took me three sittings and I wanted to watch it in one sitting. Yeah. You know, Cheryl, Cheryl Crow had a, had a documentary come out and I watched that one in one sitting. Well, listen, I'm absolutely not surprised <laughs> about that because one of the things I remember very well about you is that you were a Cheryl Crow super fan. Die hard. She's coming to Columbus this summer. I can't wait. Is she? Oh, yeah. I've seen her like 15, 20 times. Oh, my God. I will say um, <laughs> when All I Want to Do is Have Some Fun comes on, that is an undeniable anthem. I love it. It's true. We had a bit of a falling out when she released Soak Up the Sun. Okay. That's okay. That's fair. It was a little bit of a pop, uh, pop crossover. Yeah, you just can't rhyme sun with sun. <laughs> 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 you can't. That's not how rhymes work. It's not how, it was a lazy rhyme. Lazy, but I mean, please, she's earned that, if nothing else. I'm a fan, I'm a fan, I'm not dragging her. <laughs> you don't have to be a fan or drag her, it doesn't oh, matter. I, I don't want to do any of that. I haven't seen her doc, um, does she also, does she like her doc? Yeah, yeah, okay. she helped produce it and, uh, oh, and she's okay. behind it, so she did a lot of the, she released, she's on tour right now uh, on all the Good Morning shows uh singing new music from it and everything i mean good for her yeah and it's the first time we get to see her kids she's been so secretive about her two adoptive sons that she's had um we have never really seen footage of them and then she kind of released them to the world they're all in like junior high now maybe uh, <laughs> right into high school and here she we are let them out of the compound <laughs> I also love that you were using we as you described it, like we, the Cheryl Crow fandom. Well, yeah. Or, or like the people of the world. Yes. <laughs> the the answer is yes, that's correct. Good. I mean, good for her. I think she's great. She's one of those folks who's just like, it's like Alanis or like Shania, people where you're like, you have four decades of career. Where did we just see Shania? With Harry Styles? She With was at... Uh, uh, Still looking like it. a total like sex on wheels with someone 30 years younger than her. I know. It's just there. She's blessed. That's beautiful stuff. So I think I've already picked up on two segues. The first segue <laughs> is that immediately prior to speaking with you, I was watching a documentary about Three Mile Island. Ooh, I yeah, haven't are seen you familiar? it yet. Yes, but I have not seen this documentary yet. I've heard about it. Well, I'm calling it a documentary. It's a four part series on Netflix that could be... Right a documentary mm -hmm. but it's like a four hour sprawling epic um so at the same time as you know we have uh nuclear waste being pumped into pennsylvania nearby where both you and i lived at the time we also have you know evidence of conspiracy theories and rage through the lens of alanis morissette who uh. you know is just like she's always got an axe to grind so so if we combine those two if you'll bear with me so one we're just huffing in nuclear fumes um near three mile island and then also we know that powerful people are tricking us into things making documentaries of our queer experience and well before we knew we were queer as they were you know doing their thing so my point luke <laughs> I'm waiting for it. <laughs> so am I. So am I. What I'm what I'm asked you here to do, other than tell me what you the hell you've been doing for the past 21 years, is finally once and for all, Luke Bovenizer, spoiler, my first boyfriend to point the finger of blame at who and or what made you queer. Uh well, so I was uh I was going through my arsenal and you know, is it <laughs> is is it the the Disney villains? Is it, uh, is it Josh Hartnett, uh, in, in Halloween H2O, but you know, Whoa. it is, um, it's the Devon Sawa reveal in Casper 
the music or the movie <laughs> Casper no. the movie 1995 oh. yeah yeah was that Thora Birch or Christina Ricci Christina Ricci that yeah. that pan over I, I knew at the time I saw it in theaters I knew I was supposed to be attracted to Christina Ricci I was in fact attracted to, to the Casper. Casper the human reveal it was Devin Sawa at the end so remind me, and by the way, sorry if you haven't yet seen the feature film Casper. That is a spoil. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, I guess it's 30 what, years later. 30 years later. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised. But remind me, because I, of course, I'm very familiar with Casper's body of work. I can tell. Thank you so much. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, we find out when Casper was alive, he was Devon Sawa. So he's a ghost the whole time. And then he... Uh, he gets to be a human and to dance with Christina Ricci for like this two minute song. And then, and, it, and it's just like this, uh, this spin around uh, camera oh. angle. And we see him for, for moments and, and they may even kiss. And when they kiss, he becomes a ghost again. I think that happens. Is that technically and legally necrophilia? No. Well, yes. Because he's, but he's alive for that bit. Alive for that bit. Okay. You know, that's uh, fine. That has to be it. It's fine. That has so, to be it. Because I don't, of course, I know who Devin Sawa is, but I'm picturing like the Leonardo DiCaprio haircut from the beach, like the sort oh. of middle part. Oh, the part that I've tried, that I tried to have my whole childhood, but I yeah. don't have a natural part in the middle. It always comes from the side and my oh. hair was always wavy. And so I could never get the Devin Sawa part. Uh, did you have your hair was brown you but you did it have was. blonde highlights so you could get a yeah. bit of the sandy blonde thing it, and it was blonde when i was little and then it, it grew <sighs> into brown and uh yeah what what else did devon sawa do he did um uh, now and then did you see oh, that with, yeah, um, yeah 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 that yeah. was thora birch maybe i think christina ritchie's in that too also christina ritchie yeah 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 and okay. uh gabby gabby somebody or else and and uh, yeah i don't want to guess Devin Sawa also, <laughs> he was like a bit, he had this sort of cute JTT face, but he was also a, a bit of a bad boy. And by the way, he's Canadian too. Is he? He's from Vancouver. Oh, I didn't do my research there. Uh, so, okay, I have Wikipedia in front of me. Little Giants, I remember that movie. Little Giants, the icebox. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, uh, now and then, Casper. Idle Hands, that's when he was Idle getting hands. a bit like sex comedy. Mm -hmm, the horror movie. Yeah, and then, and then Final course, Destination. The Final Destination movies, yeah. Which scared the crap out of me. Well, yeah, the, the shower thing that yep. snapped off and wrapped around that kid's head. Was that the Devon Sawa death? No, his death, I don't know if he died. He survives, but he didn't come back after that. Oh, boy. The sequels are with other people just in your dreams. So how old were you when you saw Casper, if you remember? So 95 had to have been Casper. So that's fourth or fifth grade for me. Because if I remember correctly, Trevor, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that you are a year younger than I am, but are a grade ahead of me. I think I remember that about you. Whoa, what a flex if that's true. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm 38 right now. I'm also 38, but I'll be turning 39 okay. in December. Okay, so we're we're the same age because I turned thirty nine in July. Then so so you are younger than I am. You're slightly older. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I but I this is riveting content. <laughs> Let um, me tell if, you. If you're not one of us, this is probably not so interesting. Yeah. I graduated high school in two thousand one. Mm -hmm. Is that and same as you? Two thousand two. No. Two thousand two. Well, mm -hmm. precocious since the day I was born. Yeah. It, that that's uh that's something I remember about you. No, but do you know why that is actually? And I, I could have taken the brag, but I have to surrender it. And it's because in Canada, we at the time we had a grade 13. So it's less unusual to start when you're a little bit younger, with the exception or with the, with the expectation you'll go an extra year. Anyway, um, check our transcripts if you're, if you're that interested. I'll <laughs> post them all online after GPAs. Um, okay, so when you, were, when you were watching Casper, grade four, grade five, so that's like nine or 10. Is it? I think so. No, 90, 95. If I'm born in 83 and it's 95, I'm 11 or 12. Listen, Luke, I'm the great older than you, so I'd appreciate <laughs> if you could dial it down. But for, for argument's sake, let's say 11 or 12. Okay. So that's, that's great. just like, just coasting up to puberty. And yeah. when you had that Devin Sawa moment, what was the thought process behind the feeling? Well, 
I grew up in religion, so it felt mm. great and yet wrong. And <laughs> I had to cover it up, and I, I couldn't I couldn't express these feelings, and no one around me had uh, had told me that I could have these feelings, and any sort of you know discussion of it in in social circles is is not acceptable. So, which done denomination were you? You know, it it was a great feeling. <laughs> so I uh, I grew up in all sorts of denominations because uh, Dad was in the military. So okay. I, we moved around every two or three years. Air Force brat here, and so Where were you born? Uh, every I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada, what? and the yeah, and moved to Ohio, moved to Virginia, to Florida, to Naples, Italy, back to Virginia, what? Back to Ohio, which is where I met you. Yeah. And see, this is, you might be like, wait, didn't you guys date? But when, at least in my case, when you're 17, you don't ask a lot of these kinds of questions. No. So I don't know anything about you, really. I know. So you lived in Italy as a child? Yeah, fourth and fifth grade. It may have been the Casper years. <laughs> the Casper years. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh my God. I was in fourth... Fifth and sixth grade is when I okay. was in is when I was in Italy and uh, yeah, yeah Naples Italy and uh, I've and been there it's a cute place it is it's a it's it is a, I I need to revisit as an adult I have not been back oh my god but, like I don't want to jump ahead like if Casper started revving your engine when you saw those like sixteen year old Italian boys on Vespas did you just short oh circuit oh my god oh my god and they've all been smoking for four years and <laughs> at that point. Oh, it's just so sexy. Yeah, it's so sexy. Okay, so uh, you told me, so Casper, basically the boner buzzkill for Casper was religion. <laughs> Denomination-wise. So okay. I, I hopped around, uh, there was a, a Baptist church that I went to. I was, uh, a, but mostly Methodist of sorts. Okay. I never was any sort of, I wasn't Catholic or anything like that. Um, I no longer practice religion. Uh, I haven't since college. Okay. Um, atheist, agnostic, whatever, whatever that feels like. Uh, whatever at any given day. Yeah. But, whatever spirituality where Casper exists, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I, it, religion doesn't feel right to me anymore. Same. It felt op oppressive. It felt, it felt um, uh, power hungry for the wrong reasons. It doesn't feel good to me. I hope that other people find the right kind of joy in it. But yeah, well, that's very diplomatic of you. I would say, hey, Vatican, if you're listening, and I'm sure they're big listeners of the show, melt down some of those gold bars <laughs> and, I don't know, end starvation. How about we start right. there? Yeah. And stop sleeping with the children. And just for a hot minute, just while you figure it out, go have a cold glass of water and stop <laughs> touching children. Uh, so let's go back to uh, <laughs> Casper. So that was, so that makes sense. I mean, if, I was raised very Catholic and... And certainly in that part of the country, like Ohio, Pennsylvania, it was all, these, these were the pre-opioid years. So the, the major religion would, I mean, religion was big there. Yeah. Big time. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That would be confusing. And was that your first sort of, like, is Casper a watershed moment? Or had there been anything before where you were like, I think I'm not like the other boys? There was, uh, so I used to watch My Little Pony with my sisters. So when yes. I was growing up, so I, I have a sister who's uh, one year younger than me, and we were really close growing up, and it became very apparent to me that I didn't want the boy toys. I wanted toys like she received at Christmas. I, I liked the dolls. Um, there was a, I can remember a doll where her hair grew, and you had to pump her arm up and down. Yes, yes. And then And then her hair grew. And my mom, God bless my mother, she got me a doll like that when we were kids. And, uh, Come on. Uh, and so I, I, my mom's always been supportive of me. Wow. And so, uh, so yeah, so my, my, my baby sister and I, uh, we grew up neck and neck with each other. And so a lot of our playtime experiences and a lot of, a lot of Christmases, uh, kind of allowed me to see that maybe I wasn't like the other boys at school, that maybe I wanted to play with other things and, and, uh, yeah. toy around with that. I absolutely remember that doll. We were, I think my, my sort of like red flag toys, if you want to call them that, would be gem based. Do you remember gem with a J? And the holograms, you mean? 
I'm so sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to insult you. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we had like a gem. It it was like a fashion plate uh, stencil kit where you would, you could mix and match. Yes. Did you have that too? I know this. Of course, and I know yes, this toy. It was slightly like relieved and raised. So you would put a piece of paper over and scribble with a pencil crayon or a crayon and it would go the, reveal the white indentation of, you know, your fashion fantasy. Yes. That's right. Oh my goodness. But this was not bought for us. Me and my friends are jam girls. Jam, yes. jam is my name. Yeah. We're going to have to cut that for uh, copyright reasons. Oh yeah, we can't, we can't do that. <laughs> but it should have been short enough that we don't have to... <laughs> Maybe it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's in the style of Luke Bogenizer. No singing anymore. No more, or, or just nothing that's copyrighted. So yes, I remember that. <laughs> but we, my parents didn't buy that for me. That was like a church like one of those jumble things where they're like, oh, this girl doesn't want this toy anymore. And so my family just ended up bringing it home. I don't know why, because yes. there were just two boys there. But it was, you know, it was fine. They knew I was artsy and it was involved coloring. Yeah. Okay, so the, the family situation here, there was religion baked into everything, but also your mom was cool. Oh, yeah. But your dad was in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I will, I'll say right now that both of my parents are super supportive of me and, and my openness to being gay Wonderful. And, and queer and all of that. But back in the day, it wasn't so well known. And, you know, and, and we did, we were a family that went to church every week and went to Bible school and, and Bible study and, and all of that stuff. And uh, my preschools were at the church and, you know, all of that. So yeah. it was like so embedded in your social world, too. Yeah. So it's all that I knew. But I, I do remember being in high school and my uh, my Sunday school. I was still going to Sunday school in high school. And they said that being gay was wrong. And I was like, that's that doesn't feel right that's that was that was the first time i was like this doesn't feel right it, it it's no good and that was in high school it was in high school okay and i yeah. want to because i'm mindful that i am jumping in because i'm getting so excited but was there something sequentially after casper sequentially after casper yeah that that you blame luke <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure or is it I mean, all Casper? Is that what you've come here today to discuss? Well, we should always discuss Casper. Devin Sawa <laughs> deserves Luke an just hour leaned back time. in his chair like James Lipton <laughs> on Inside the Actors Studio and just began a, a short speech. Please go on. <laughs> well, uh, so I mean, so what? Devin Sawa was a part of that Tiger Beat moment. Did you ever oh, yes. <laughs> did you ever want to purchase those at the at the magazine stand but couldn't? Oh my God. When I With like and big air quotes, ironically would look at those at my friends' houses who were girls. Right. All, yeah. Y YM magazine. Maybe you didn't have that in Ohio. YM, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's good for young and modern. Teen people. Yeah. All of oh, these yes. things. Teen had, people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, with the uh, Devon Sawa and Jonathan Taylor Thomas and and uh, you know the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Oh my God! You remember the Backstreet Boys had this video where they like turned into each other. I uh, can't sing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> there has to. You have oh, to I don't. As long as you love me. me. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. one where where they like morphed into each other. Uh, that was a huge thing. I was like, my God, these boys like getting cuter and cuter. Which was your favorite Backstreet Boy? Nick. Is that his name? It's, yeah. I mean, it's traditional, but it's fine. Brian would be a close second. Br Brian was my number one. Apparently, he's very religious, so I don't think he would have gone for me. That's okay. He's also heterosexual. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, definitely Backstreet Boys. Who else were those Tiger Beat boys? Um, like, my goodness. Those pop bands. I That was my, like, mo we moved to Ohio when I was in grade 11. And I lived there a few times growing up. We moved back and forth. But then at that point, I was like, I just started coming out to a select few friends. So I was really, like, raring to go. But also super shy at the time. And in a very Catholic home. And just, like the most shaken pop bottle you could imagine. And so any of those music videos, that was like one of my only outlets to just like oogle. Uh, and it was, so it was Backstreet Boys, it was in Sync, who I went to see in concert in Pittsburgh. Oh my goodness. Um, I also went to see, 
there was um there was like a local dance studio that put on some kind of fundraiser and they had InSync impersonators. <laughs> and I went to that. See, you were a super fan. I was I was just like, you're is any boy want to dance for me? Because I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Oh my goodness. It was, a, it was an intense time. And I was at a private Catholic school. I didn't remember that. Yeah, it was called, uh, shout out, uh, what was it called? Catholic Central High School. Catholic Central. And it was like, for folks in Canada or elsewhere, like the American high school cinematic fantasy with like guys in football uniforms and girls in kilts and like we had pep rallies on friday and everyone went to the big football game and like cut to me uh walking down the hallway and i remember a moment when i was like how do straight guys move their arms with their legs when they walk because i just wanted i just wanted to be invisible and not to get caught so i would like I thought about it too much to the point where like I was moving arm with leg. I, I just looked insane. That's how we did it. What was it? Yeah. It was like two, 2001. The internet was a, was barely existent and, and yeah. we had to figure it out for ourselves. We had MTV yeah. to, to tell us that there was a gay person on the real world somewhere way far away from us. And, and we were, we were figuring it out on our own. You're absolutely right. There was no template anywhere. And also that gay person's character trait was they were gay. Yes. <laughs> it's like they didn't also do something or have a personality. No. They were just a gay person. Yes. Yeah. We had nothing to follow. And then we went to singing lessons. And then we went to singing lessons. And you had the singing <laughs> lesson before me. Is that true? No, I think I was just after you. Are you right after me? Yeah. yeah yeah and then so, there was yeah. another guy with us and, and we would sing together as a trio do you remember that for like christmas stuff i oh well, here's what first of all i think the singing teacher's <laughs> name was joel stop it you're figuring it out joel i think it was joel i think maybe does that sound right i don't know i don't know that i can dig there ah uh, yeah joel maybe i mean it could who who knows so we went there i went to singing lessons there I don't remember when I, you were even first in my like periphery, um, but I do remember eventually when I would leave that lesson, noticing the person who went in after me and just being like, ooh, like who else is singing here? What's going on? I thought it was so cool, that place. And yes, to answer your, to front load, to answer your question, we were in a Christmas quartet, but I think it was two women. I was the baritone and you were the tenor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember a third boy, Luke. There is. There's somebody else there. Oh. The three of us sang at something, I want to say. This sounds possible. But, but maybe not. Joel. Joel is starting to ring the bell. <laughs> this is such <laughs> niche content. <laughs> Listen, you invited me. You knew what I know. you were getting into. I know. I love this. But yes, you had the big brown floppy hair and the, yeah. the saucer brown eyes. I remember you. I <laughs> I did. I did have hair at the time. A lot yeah. of just like big floppy brown hair. Although I did dye my hair blonde during those years. You remember oh, that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I remember you most with the brown hair. That's funny because I remember, I think I definitely initially remember you with brown hair. So for folks who were, <laughs> if someone hasn't turned this off by this point, uh, <laughs> here's where we are. So I would go in for my singing lessons. Uh, I would be singing like how to handle a woman or, you know, something that was really in line with my heart of hearts as a 16 year old closeted child. And then I would yes. leave the lesson and I would walk. There was like a little little L-shaped hallway to the main foyer, uh, foyer for our U.S. listeners. <laughs> and I would pass Luke in the hall because he had the lesson right after me. And I don't even remember when I started to have a crush, but I I think it was pretty innocuous at first, but then at one point, like as soon as you're aware of that as as a 15 year old, you can't be cool. And so I would just like I was in full panic every time I finished those lessons. Oh my goodness! I I think I I, I can remember walking past you every time, and and you had <laughs> you had a guitar at some point. I did take guitar lessons there too at some point. Yeah, you had a guitar, but I think it wasn't until we started singing in that quartet that we started talking to each other. That's right? correct. Joel, Joel, or whatever his name is, we're calling him Joel for this podcast. <laughs> yes. 
he he asked us to sing in a in a Christmas quartet, and that's when uh, that's when we started talking to one another. I remember because I was so shy that I couldn't have. I don't think I even said hi. I think sometimes we would <laughs> smile a bit in the hallway. Oh my goodness, you're making me blush. Were you that shy too? I don't. Of I course. don't think you were. Really? Well, uh, shy to any sort of like gay sort of attraction, any sort of male to male attraction. Of course. Of course. Of course. You know. And then, uh, yeah, and then we, then we started dating. I invited you over. Oh my God, you skipped way too many steps. Hang on. <laughs> you made me queer. You made me queer. We'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, back to more You Made Me Queer. So first of all, the other thing, this is so funny because like, when do you get to talk to uh, like a high school crush, essentially? It's such a rare thing. Right. So I remember sometimes when like, because I would see, we would see each other for, I don't know, three seconds. Literally. Once a week. And yeah. then if there was like holiday or it was Christmas, it'd be like, maybe in three weeks, well, I'll have my four second sort of meet cute moment in the hallway or like it's summer. So like not for a month. And that, I, that was the hottest thing i had going on at the time <laughs> so i was really excited about it yeah yeah i i agree <laughs> those those all <laughs> those hallway experiences uh that's uh that's our uh our rendition of the the netflix show heartstopper are you watching it i just oh watched my it goodness. Oh, oh my god and just you're absolutely right because it's when you you know we still have access to emotions as adults but at that age like you do just saying hi to someone you have a crush on is like you feel like you're on freaking like heroin. Mm -hmm. It bubbles right up and explodes out. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So that happened for a while. And then they put us in this Christmas choir. But they and this is one of my favorite memories. They also had like a concert they would do like every few months or something like oh. a showcase. Oh my God! We sang. We do you remember sang, what we duetted? Because I do. Yes, we did. Did we do a um, a South Pacific song together? There ain't we nothing sure like did. a dame. That's correct. There's <laughs> another boy in that in that in that trio with us, isn't there? Isn't that what? the third boy? <gasps> Is it just you and me? It's just you and me. No, you know you <laughs> might. That's. I wonder. You might be right because I will say, even if there was a third, I obviously it doesn't matter. Clearly, him. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Listen, erase him from the memory. Who gives a shit? Could you imagine? And he's like, I was in love with both of you. We're like, get out. Get out. Nobody cares. Who gives so a shit? It was. It was that there ain't nothing like a dame. Oh, like. Those two queers singing oh Rogers and Stein in Columbia, or in, uh, in Steubenville, Ohio. Two closeted uh, <laughs> queer gay boys in a coal town on the Ohio River singing There Ain't Nothing Like a Dame for Who? Like. I, I didn't tell my parents. No, I did not tell my parents about that concert. <laughs> I was like, this is a solo endeavor. <laughs> oh Were your my parents God. there? I'm sure my mom was there. I, so she sweet. would have come to everything. Plus. So we had that concert. Maybe your parents were there. Maybe there was a third boy. <laughs> Who doesn't knows? Matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, I, do, I do remember that feeling like a very vulnerable moment in the sense that I felt like people watching would be like, oh, these are these are gay people. <laughs> <laughs> singing about women, singing, singing about broads and dames. Yeah. And it, it just felt like a bit, we were protesting a bit too much. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I still, I still to this day do not feel as confident and comfortable performing as a heteronormative character. I am always in discussion with the directors that I'm working with that, that I've got to have some sort of queer edge to it or angle to it because the heteronormative uh, performance for me, it, it doesn't feel natural. So it's sparked right there with your, uh, with your 
uh, South Pacific duet. That was the first moment when you're like, something's amiss here. Mm -hmm. But I wonder too, I mean, I think we were really, unless there were, there might've been, you know, one or two others, but pretty much the only boys at that school taking lessons. Right. But like, was Joel in on the joke choosing that song? No. No, no one would imagine it. No, do you know what he had me sing? I remember this so clearly. He had me sing a Porgy and Bess song. Oh, Bess, no. Y- you is my woman now. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's it's shameful, and thank God we know better now. Yeah. No, Joel was definitely not in on the joke. <laughs> it, was, it was not, spoiler, Steubenville, Ohio, it was not ground zero for wokeness. No. Yeah. It no, was, no. Uh, it's famous for other things. You can Google it because it's certainly steal. in the past oh, yeah. 20 years, some bad things have happened. But anyway. Um, and that high school scandal. <gasps> that was a bad. We won't go into a, it. We won't mention that. But We won't. We won't. It's gone. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's truly, it's a, it's a different turn. Um, anyway, we did that. And then after is when we were put into the quartet, I think. And then you're right, that is where we started to talk. Yeah. And the reason I'm dwelling on this, because I mean, this is podcast is You Made Me Queer. I guess you're blaming me, partly. Well, yeah. Is that what's happening here? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I felt attacked and I wanted to know why. Yeah, uh, you should. <laughs> and yeah, I do blame you. The flirting at those Christmas rehearsals and uh, <gasps> the subsequent uh, activities. <laughs> yes. So also that's funny because people sometimes like I have all these guests on here and I ask them, but I only bring up sort of my own self incidentally. And folks are like, you know, what's what are some of your things? And you are one of my things. So I'm also going to take advantage of this opportunity. Please do. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so we were in that Christmas choir and I remember I liked like both of the other girls were cool. Yeah. I remember they were nice. I wonder what they do. I like the Smoky Alto. She was my favorite. <laughs> it was good. Um, anyway, what I don't remember is how, because I do remember is what eventually happened is I found you on ICQ, which severely dates us. And I don't even know how I did that. You, we, had to have, uh, we had to have shared it with each other, right? Or our names were available to, to search. I bet you I was searching all over the place for you. I mean, Oh my gosh, were you? Of course. It's like an American tale. We're both looking at the moon. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> all I want to oh do is God. sing when you tell me these things, and I cannot. Your, your editor would uh, mute me out. Yeah. This will be for our when we have a real-life conversation. Right. Not on microphones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which will happen. So you're right. Okay, so somehow, probably under the auspices of like, if I need to ask you about the baritone part, like, oh, we should all give each other phone numbers or something. And then I think you could search on ICQ by phone number. Does that sound possible? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. But I guess I did. And then I, how did it go from there to a sleepover, Luke? I remember you bringing your guitar. So I remember it had to have been that you were going to either teach me the guitar or we were going to work on something. (laughs) I remember you walking into my house with a guitar case and there was a guitar inside of it and me telling my mom that uh, you were here and we were going to work on the guitar together. And that case (laughs) never opened up (laughs) once. And they must have been when they're like, surely we should be hearing the guitar by now. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Um, That's funny, because I also remember that for some reason, we also decided it needed to be a sleepover. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Which (laughs) makes me laugh so hard, because if I if I was using the guitar as an excuse, I don't know on what planet that's, you know, we're going to be playing till the next day. But yeah, because I drove out to where you you were far enough from my place, like almost an yeah, hour. Yeah, probably a half hour, half an hour. Yeah, probably. I was out in Cadiz, Ohio, right. out in the boondocks. Yeah, which yes. was at least a half hour from where we took lessons. And you were probably on the other side of that. That makes sense. Yeah, it was far. I don't remember a lot. I wonder if, did we even like put on a movie or like try and pretend we weren't just going to make out? Do you remember what movie it was? It was the, <gasps> I believe it was Stargate. Oh my God, great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched the movie, <laughs> but I remember it being on. <gasps> That's so funny you remember that. I had <laughs> no memory of that. No. But 
I do genuinely like the film Stargate. Oh, good. Is that Kurt Russell? Is he in that movie? No. Oh, no. Shoot. Uh, anyway. I, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's in that movie. I yeah. believe it was Stargate. I, don't, I couldn't tell you at all what that movie was about, but no. I think we put it on. I had a TV in my room. Yes, and it was in the basement. In the basement. There was a couch. I pulled yeah. the couch over. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, so dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera. A uh, whole lot of awkward 17-year-olds who, I mean, that was, I'd never, I'd never done anything. No, it was, it was hot. <laughs> I never, <laughs> it was, it just like Stargate. It was my first time too. That's so funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, uh, so we will, you know, for the families listening, we will skip over this. Although I will say we were ambitious. We sure were. <laughs> I was like, listen, this could never happen again. So we basically just need to go down the list. Shablam. Shablam is right. Checking off all the bullet points. So furious montage later, I do remember two things. One, I wore contacts at the time and I did not bring, either I didn't bring solution or I I didn't want to wear my glasses in front of you. So I just kept my contacts in the whole night. And I remember the next morning just like burning. having the driest eyes, the most oh burning goodness. driest eyes. Also, uh, my soul had been permanently tarnished. So I was feeling that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you also think the next day that you would be going to hell, Luke? Yeah. I I thought yeah. that night. I mean, we oh, were. No. Yeah. It was kind of intense because it, religion's horrible that I know. that somebody that two people have a connection and they're attracted to each other and and they have consent with each other and and they're uh, able to to find themselves and to explore this passion and this attraction and that people on the outside are saying that that it's not only wrong that it's that it's biblically you know detrimental that is just that's the evil in the world, man. That is just horrible. Yeah, it's insane I'm because <laughs> I know. I know. Please get fiery because you know at that age too. I mean, I I was pretty like law-abiding adult, um, heeding person. So every adult around me was saying like, D- you can do a lot of things, but don't do that. That yeah. is the thing that like we don't do. That's like Bible one hundred and one. Um, and so I remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. I'm sure. I- you know, carried around a lot of shame at the time. I assume I felt deeply ashamed the next morning. But I re- what I remember specifically is your dad coming down and like knocking in the morning to be like, uh, hey, guys. And him just like opening the door and me just being like, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never talked to my dad about that, but I would love to have a conversation with him about it now yes because he'll he'll tell me I, i'll give him a call after we hang up i'll i'll ask him you have to tell I me i have to of course i mean who knows if he did but i just remember my 17 year old brain was like everyone knows everyone knows yeah and i don't think i ever went back to your house no but you came to visit because we used to drive around in the car yeah that's all we had we couldn't go anywhere no we couldn't go anywhere so uh, you'd come over or we'd meet somewhere and you'd hop in my car and we'd drive around together and we'd hold hands and make out and, and yeah, in the car and drive around the fairgrounds. It's like the saddest, most boring episode of Heartstopper ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, no, because any every every step along the way, there'd be little heart cartoons floating around yes, and little leaves and birds flying. And one thing we bonded over, oh, this is giving me all the teen feels. One thing we bonded <laughs> over too was certainly Cheryl Crow, as we've mentioned, but I was really into a lot of like a acu- light, uh, what would you call them? Gently punk acoustic girls. So like Lisa Loeb. Um, with those black frame glasses. You were, was it Dido that you introduced me to? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm, I, this is happening in the moment right now. It might've been Dido. I, I believe Dido. I have, I still to this very day, I can't believe I didn't bring it down. In my CD case upstairs, I have a CD that you have drawn on <gasps> with eyeballs 
and it I believe it's a mixtape or it's a Dido. Oh, I made you a mixtape. Uh, a Dido CD. You did, and I have it to this day. It's a CD. Yeah. Do you know what? That's hilarious because yes, I had a CD burner because mm-hmm. that's what we had, and this was like the early days of like Napster and mm-hmm. LimeWire and whatever. So I would download the songs, which took approximately. 10 Seven to 15 days. business days yeah, yes. to get like one song. <laughs> and then um, I had this little thing that I bought it like, I don't, I don't want the American chains are anymore, but like an office supply store yeah. where you would, you could draw on the label and then like push the sticker onto the CD to make like a cover. And I, I had a huge binder of those and I was drawing covers. For, I will tell you my cover for the Spice Girls Forever album. <laughs> I still remember was just an hourglass. Yes. Because I was like, for, forever. Do you get it? Forever. <laughs> A oh real deep thinker. Um, so I drew you eyes. I wonder what that was about. I wish I had brought it with me. It's oh upstairs. I wish I, I, we won't take time now, but I wish I had remembered that until right now. Because I, I kept it. I kept it for some reason. That's so sweet. I don't think you, <laughs> you did introduce me to Cheryl Crow. Uh, I wonder if I I tried to play Ani DeFranco for you. I was a big Ani <gasps> fan. Ani, I don't Ani. think so. That's fair. That was, I didn't, like, you know, I was very nervous. I wanted to show yeah. you the surefire winners. Right. Like Dido. Yeah. <laughs> like Dido. Like Dido. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yes, we drove around a whole lot in that car. You had a red car? I did. A red Ford Taurus. Gr- 90, 96 <laughs> Ford Taurus, girl. Girl. Great. <laughs> Great year for the Taurus. It was. And then all in all, I think we are Heartstopper. I guess you'd call it a showmance because we did meet at singing school. Was real fast. Three weeks? It was real fast and then gone. And then gone. And correct me if I'm wrong. And this is not a gotcha podcast. I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble. But I think there was like a we have to stop to repent conversation. Is that right? I'm sure that that happened. Yeah. I was very anxious about it all. Me too. You and I happened in a time when I was very nervous about about it all. Yeah, me too. And I yeah, and then you left and then you then you moved. And that, you're right because that was it was like just at the end of high school for me. Mm-hmm. And I I definitely had that, like, I was deeply indoctrinated. Like, I knew it wasn't working out for me, but I was still trying to, like, I'm like, oh, just also watch this one more Backstreet Boys video, and then tomorrow <laughs> the diet starts or whatever, you know? <laughs> That's right. I just, like, couldn't kick it. But then I remember that I, I felt the same as you. I was just probably just more reckless, like, to my fault. Um, but I just remember being so, I was so heartbroken for so long. I, yeah, I, I can, I, we're, we're going to blame the church on that one. Here, here. <laughs> correct. I do, I do blame you, but I also blame, <laughs> yeah, and you should blame me, but I also blame the church. I don't blame you. My goodness. Oh my goodness. What a sweet little season two of heartstopper that could have been yeah I know. <laughs> but, but uh to be honest honestly just having this conversation with you and being able to laugh about it and see that you know we're okay is really sweet to think back to the way we probably felt at that time and how hopeless life could feel i was like well i found an, the one other gay person on the planet Right. And uh, and that's not going to work out. So, like, what do we do? How else does it work? Thank God we both were able to succeed in our fields and, and become these and flourish in, in our queerness and, and <laughs> be able to make money off of it. And to, oh, my gosh. You know, to, to live full lives. Yeah. Based off of that, out of Steubenville, Ohio and Caddis, Ohio. I mean, truly, I remember Caddis. Yeah, truly. I mean... You know, and those places have changed. I've been back. I drove through Steubenville last year, actually, <gasps> strangely enough. It was a real trip. Fun fact, uh, people, if you're not familiar with Steubenville, it's also the birthplace of Dean Martin. It is. Yeah. It is right there in Steubenville. Yeah. There's a big old mural of him on the side of the Kroger. And I come from Caddis, Ohio, the birthplace of Clark Gable. <gasps> I had no idea. Yeah, right there. Next, next door neighbors, those two guys. So two. 
I mean, if there ever was a queer duo, <laughs> like Tinseltown homos. I don't know if they, I don't think either of them were homosexual, but well, who knows? Who who's to say? Who's to um, say? But yes, I think that's what a beautiful end note is. Uh, it's it's cliche, but it gets better sometimes. It certainly did with us, um, and it's such a true, a true joy, Luke, to reconnect with you. I can't believe that it's happening. It's literally been twenty one years since we've spoken. We have not spoken once in twenty one years. No, yeah. I yeah, it's it's been wonderful, and and I I I followed your social media at least for the past six or seven years. Yeah, you too. And maybe longer than that. But uh, but watching you get this podcast and, and and start this during pandemic and 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 come now through two seasons and it's it's just wonderful. You've you really are just uh, your voice is so natural for the for the airwaves and it's soothing. And and I, I enjoy listening to you. So I, I'm grateful that you found that you found this and that we can all enjoy it together. Get out of here. I uh, I'm gonna <laughs> e-transfer Luke 20 bucks for that after. I did ask him to say that. <laughs> and Luke, if you know, because you live in Columbus, you said, right? Columbus, Ohio is where I'm at. Columbus is a great city. Ohio has a lot of great cities. Uh, but Luke, yeah. I also follow on social media. Luke is a prolific performer who so you can go chase down we're not doing plugs yet no. look i'm getting ahead of myself because you got nostalgic on me before <laughs> we get there luke my first boyfriend would you like to play a game <laughs> sure Great. is there an option there's no option we can <laughs> no, end the call if you'd like no. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's play let's play so this game is called queer queerer queerist queerest yes Correct. I'm going to give you three things. Your job <laughs> is to put them in order from least queer to most queer and tell me why. Okay. Okay. So the first thing, so you and I grew up in a climate where uh, December is cold and Santa Claus is in the snow. In warmer climates, uh, like I want to say like California or Hawaii or Florida, there's a thing sometimes where Santa rides a surfboard instead of a sleigh. <laughs> so thing number one is surfboard Santa. Yes. It's like the same getup, but he's in like board shorts and a hat. Right. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, and maybe a, a tank top. Yeah. Maybe, depending on the Santa. Uh, thing number two, Mad Magazine fold-ins. Oh. Do you remember yeah. those? Yeah, but I, I don't know if I ever... I don't know if I ever read a Mad Magazine. <sighs> You're lost. I, I know. I can see the face, right? The cartoon face. Yeah, that big old face. The Mad, just to, in case you're not familiar, the Mad Magazine fold-in uh, would be like a big piece of artwork with uh, little dotted lines to tell you where to fold. And then you'd fold it in and it would make a new picture in the middle. Okay, okay, okay. Usually something kind of rude. Sounds yeah. good. Good. Sounds good. Good, good. Thing number three. The, this is a deep cut. Do you remember that arcade game, Burger Time? No. <laughs> okay. Burger Time was one of the sort of um, the progenitors for that genre of video game where it's like basically a part-time job for children that you don't get paid for. Okay. So you're like stressed and just doing like manual labor and it's, but it's fun. So I've dropped in the chat. This is the cover art for Burger Time. <laughs> and so thing number three is this cover art and for folks who can't see which is all of you it's a it's a person standing on top of a hamburger patty he has a big nose and some sideburns and there are a bunch of what you think would be burger toppings walking towards him but one of them is a lemon slice and an egg a part of a hard-boiled egg so and a very phallic shiny hot dog yeah so uh least least gay has to be the the mad magazine <laughs> mad magazine fold-ins mad magazine fold-in and then we've got to go with this burger time okay why he's looking pretty jolly on that on that burger i mean he's hopping around he's he's definitely dancing with the with the veggies he's he's enjoying he's having a gay old time he's having he's also shouting the words come on it looks like in beckoning with his hand <laughs> in rainbow colors it's true in rainbow colors yeah 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 with this pink uh hot dog looking thing with a nose that is a shiny yeah it does have a weird little nose very phallic yeah and so is the mad magazine fold in least queer 
just by comparison or it just doesn't yeah, you, turn you just on? Just by comparison. Okay. I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, but then uh, for sure, for sure, Santa Claus riding a surfboard is the most gay. Why? Because of the, the daddy factor. I mean, come on. Oh, sure. You know, with yeah. the, the tank top and the surfing and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's the daddy factor for me. You're right. It's like Santa daddy, but <laughs> with less clothes. Yeah. Right. And doing some kind of sport. Maybe a little chest hair even. Oh, right. That's, oh, you brought up the tank top. Yeah. So I see. Yes. So you've got a very (laughs) clear picture in your mind, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Not some, not some low rent mall Santa, please. No, come on. (laughs) He's got to be a surfer. He's the real Santa. He's the real. (laughs) (laughs) He's the real Santa. I've been good this year, Santa. So uh, let's quickly recap. Least Queer, Mad Folden, Mad Magazine Folden. Thing number two. The Burger Time box art with just a whole that's that's a key party of a situation. And then queerest surfboard surfboard daddy Santa. Yeah. Great. Okay, I'll just that's check these got. results. <laughs> One, two, three. How to handle a woman. There's nothing <laughs> like a dame. Uh correct. 100 percent Luke. You are in fact a queer person. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> what oh a joy. Goodness. I had a suspicion for the past 21 years, but oh boy. Before I let you go, sweet Luke Bovenizer, anything you want to plug? Plug? Yeah. yeah. Um, I My next gig is Rock of Ages at the Short North Stage here in Columbus, Ohio. Come on. I get to play Dennis, the club owner. I'll get to keep the facial hair, maybe do a goatee and uh, wear a long wig. Oh, my God. I'm a fan of musical theater, my friends, and I hope you all support your local uh, professional theaters. I've been working here for a while, so I enjoy it. You absolutely should. What? No, you go. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good at this, and you're going to wrap things up, but I'm so grateful to be here. My goodness, I can't believe you reached out. I'm so glad. Thank God for the two people that are still listening to our uh, (laughs) Heartstopper 2001 edition uh, from Ohio. And uh, my goodness, for those of you who don't know, Trevor looks fantastic. You look fantastic. Oh, get out of here. You get out. All my aging went to my hairline. My goodness. And you went bald. That's how you go. Thanks. It took the hit. You got to shave your head. That's uh, I shave my head sometimes. It's uh, it's liberating. I mean, listen, ro- who's in Rock of Ages now, Luke? <laughs> you are. Exactly. <laughs> you are. Exactly. Um, no, this was a joy because I was thinking, you know, how what's a special way to end this season? What sort of exciting queer celebrity could I get? And then I was like, no, do you know what? Do you know the only person I want to talk to? Because I need to start blaming people. Yeah. And what what uh what an opportunity. So thank you for saying yes. I'll pick up the call anytime you call. Oh, get out of here. I'll meet you at uh what the hell was it called? CA Music Factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CA House, right? Was Couldn't it have the... been house. I, I would sing it, but we'd have to pay for the right now. We'd CA... have to pay for the rights. They didn't have a theme song. I also I'll give one last dig at Joel if you're listening. If and he was a, what a sweet guy. But he would like every four lessons be like, Oh, the song I want you to sing next is in a new book. So I guess you have to go buy the new book. Thank you. Had to pay on top of the payment that you were already making. For like one song. I'm sure Mm -hmm. he had a quota he had to sell. My goodness, Joel. Anyway, everyone book that flight, get on that mega bus, head to Columbus, buy your tickets now. Um, On the way, you can stop in Cleveland and see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (gasps) Hell yeah. And then go to the Rock and Ages role, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Luke, I want to thank you because I was very queer before this conversation started and talking to you now and knowing of you for the past more than two decades, Jesus, has made me queerer than ever. Trevor, I'm obsessed. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, stay young, stay beautiful, stay... Uh, what, what's the Casper joke I want to make here? Kiss dead bodies selectively? Is that where we're ending? I'm grateful for for that that tagline that will follow me on Google from here on out. Great. (laughs) If you remember nothing else, kiss dead bodies selectively. Thank you so much, Luke. Thank you, Trevor. I love you. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Queer, 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 queer,
Okay, that's our show and that's our season, baby. You can email me at youmademequeer at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast every day over the course of the summer, every day. And I love you for it. Thank you so much. Cue credits. You Made Me Queer is created and produced by me, Trevor Campbell. Our editor is Sean Van Beaton. Our theme song is by Critty. For more from music, check out lavenderbruces.bandcamp.com. Our website is youmademequeer.com. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at youmademequeer. Our TikTok, just kidding, I don't have TikTok. New episodes of You Made Me Queer come out every other Thursday, but not for a while. And from the bottom of my big, bent, sinewy heart, thank you for listening. Until next time, remember, we're here, we're queer, and it's your fault. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.